This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a show where we take the books from the past week, recap them, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. And that's Tuesdays and Wednesdays, thanks to DC Tuesdays. See how long that lasts. But uh, we're going to be jumping into a couple of books. The most chief among them, of course, is the debut of a book that so many people said was never coming because of the constant delays it's actually kind of an interesting time we're living in we're in it we're in the same month that both three jokers and new mutants debuted two things oh, yeah. that people said we're never gonna see that I... had heavy year-long delays multi-year stretches yeah i legit thought you were talking about the um the the comic i was like what do you mean debut that's been oh no no the movie uh-huh. the movie the movie. The yeah, no. Movie. No, New Mutants is a series that's been going on yeah. uh, to some acclaim uh, and then some other not so much. Right. Uh, because for some reason they decided to split that book into two different stories. I don't want to get into it. I'm not reviewing it this week. We're going to be instead talking about, of course, Three Jokers. And we're going to talk about X-Men. I'm going to mix it up, give it some Marvel action. You know, a little bit... Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, plus, X-Men number, I think, 11 came out this past week. It's from uh, Jonathan Hickman and Linnea Liu. So we're going to talk about that. But before mm. we do, I want to give you a little bit of a refresher about what's going on here on this channel and this show specifically. Number one, there's a live show normally, if you're catching this after the fact. Welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for checking it out. If you are catching the show live, thanks so much for being here and hanging out with us. Uh, if you are watching this live, of course, you can sponsor the show by helping us out using a super chat, asking a question or comment. We will weave it in organically to the show the folks who are catching it after the fact they just have to listen to your questions right now you can actually offer a question or a comment of your own and be part of the show so uh that also goes into the infrastructure that allows us to continue to do this on any regular basis and hey uh if we did this a lot we would do much better so that we could do this a lot more often. I'd like to make this show more than once a week, or at the very least, expand. We have a number of live shows. This one, Elseworlds Exchange. We also have uh, several pre-recorded shows, back issues, Good, Bad, and Ugly, Letters Page. We could have more if there were more of you. So, uh, let's jump into it. Before we do, though, of course, I want to acknowledge a couple of those Super Chats, because we did get one or two of them. Uh, The first among them, of course, was Brandon Rollins, who says, "Hope hope we have a bigger twist to make Three Jokers worth the delays, but definitely a good comic. Thanks for all the great work and content every week. Thank you very much, Brian, and thanks for being here pretty much every week and uh, supporting us and all that. Uh, So before we do jump into X-Men, people are offering uh, their own questions off of the Super Chats. They want to know what what hat this is. Oh, this is is my Dippy Fresh hat. No, this is my Dipper hat for Gravity Hall, so threw it on. If it wasn't... As, I mean, it's not super warm, but if it wasn't as warm as it is, I'd also wear my maple sweatshirt. Mm. Because then I'm just confusing. Then I'm just a pines. Yeah, then you're just both of them. Yeah. They're so, both great. Yeah. No, I agree. Gravity Falls is a great show. I love that show so much. I literally could watch it anytime. I know. Anyone Any, can. Anytime. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You want to you take the lead on this? Talk about X-Men? Sure. Let's, All right. Let's do it. I'm a little low energy today. I'm very tired. I know. 
I I didn't get a lot of the that the, that fantastic thing called sleep. No. Um. So this is Empire tie-in X Men number eleven. Yeah. It's it's Not just X Men. Not to be confused with Empire X Men, which right. was a four-issue like tie-in series. This is just X Men number eleven related to Empire. Yeah. Also, and and X Men. Also on the path towards X of Swords. Yes, that's true. A lot of this, a lot of stuff came out of this for me. Like, listen, here's the book. The book is, um, like, we are reminded of a a site that we saw in an earlier X Men title, which oh, is yeah. that like Guardian of uh, Araco. Yes. Um, and like a couple of mutants find them, and he wants to play a game, which is like literally the start of every horrific horror story you've ever seen. Where it's just like, I'm playing a game. But, like, anyone can play with me. And, like, it's all about, like, finding your soft spots. But you have to finish it. You have to finish It's like Jumanji. You got to finish it. You got to finish it. Oh, also, when you when you touch the piece that you got to pick, it becomes you. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh. What does that mean? It, it means, like, have you never seen a horror movie? I mean, like, I mean, but that's what, like, everybody says when, like, they're in a, in a like, fourth wall breaking horror movie. Story, exactly. So, fine, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um... So we are, you know, that we got that going on. And then, like, the bulk of this, which is related to Empire, is Exodus is at a campfire telling goat stories, basically, about what has just happened. Like, we're in the now? Yeah, we're now now. We're, you know what it is? This is actually kind of brilliant for Hickman to write this, because he can, this story could be happening at any point in time. That's true. But, like, it ties right into what's going on with Empire, um, in a way where they're like, let's let's go back. Let's go, let's tell yeah, the story. yeah, yeah. Something awesome happened. Let's explain it to you. Yeah, basically, it's like, hey, we're sitting around the campfire. Like, hey, kids, are you afraid of death? Ooh, they're like, no, no. Why would we? Back. Why would we fear death? And he's like, you know what? That's true. But like, we can get rid of the the effect, but you can't get rid of the cause. Okay. Ooh. Like he's just testing them essentially. Yeah. And it turns out that it's all about like how awesome Magneto is. Like, Magneto's a hero, and he's badass, and, like, he's amazing. And, like, what happens is, is like, uh, you know, the Kawadi do come to Krakoa, and they, they like, you know, attack. And, like, this is honestly, like, the third attack they've had. And they have some planning and such, and, like, basically they, I guess they cake everybody, and they evacuate them. Yep, the children and the, you Yeah, know. to the archipelago. They yeah. use that word a lot, which yeah. I'm like, is that Araco? Do they go there? Is that why they're seeing this kid? That would be I'm my assumption, sure. but yeah. I, I really didn't, like, look too much into that. I was like, let's just get through this story. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like if you like Magneto, you're gonna enjoy this because like literally Magneto like has like a Vader like meditation chamber moment. Yep. Where like he's doing his thing and he's like, check it out, get taking all the sights, everyone. <laughs> Behold. Behold, it's Magneto. Um, magic shows up. She's like, hey, so yeah, there's like an army of like tree people, and um, yeah, like we could use some help. And he's like, cool, I'm suiting up. He picks right. the classic red and purple suit, mm-hmm. suits up, goes out there, you know, kicks ass, take name, all the whole thing, right? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. He came here for two things, and he's all out of bubble. That's game. right. Um, And um, essentially, like, they have a plan that they would utilize. Like, he asked Amara, which I thought that was interesting that they called on Amara, because Amara is, of course, from the New Mutants, or, like, is part of the New Mutants mythos. Yeah. And so, like, we utilize her. She has found a volcano that, like, that she can pull enough stuff out of. And the idea is that she'll pull, vo- like, volcanic magma. Magma. <laughs> magma. Out of the ground, and Iceman will cool it down, thus making this, like, iron that then Magneto can, like, kill everybody. Yep. And then Magneto runs into the, like, 
Magneto of the Kawati, kind of not really. Sure. It's, it, I, I kind of took him more as like not quite like a dark side. Yeah, he's just a badass. Like ass. a Mongol, maybe. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's seems good. And he's like, hey, uh, yeah, you think you're going to beat me, but like you can't kill a plant, man, if there's like a seed or a this. I'll come back. And it's like, it, I love that part of their conversation because mm-hmm. there's a, a certain irony yeah. that we, the reader, know. Right. Where it's just like, this is, you know what? Yes. Yes. However, you don't know that the mutants have conquered death. Exactly. And so it doesn't matter either for them. And he, Magneto plays is so cool. He's just like, no, that's cool. Like, but literally the guy's like, so you have no idea that you, that I've like, that like, you know, that you've lost. Yes. And that you, that you can't win. And he's like, I already have. And then he drops a satellite on him. And the guy like lifts it off of him. Yeah. And he drops another satellite on him. Right. Which I really, I was like, that's really kind of funny. Yeah. Like, it's less badass and more funny. Yeah. Because well, he does the other st- badass stuff too. Like, yeah. He does like a all... lot. This is basically just like a, if you love Magneto, it's a wank fest. Because like, it's all about showing you the coolest moments that Magneto might not be able to pull off in the big Hickman event after this. No, it's true. But like, so you get to see him like doing like crazy shit. Like, on almost a day-to-day kind of basis. And, yeah. like, in a way where it's, like, it doesn't matter. Like, he is not, like, since they're not humans and it's not other mutants, like, mm-hmm. he can just kind of let loose. Because, yes. like, these, like, you know, these tree people are an invading species. And so, yeah. like, he's simultaneously, like, you know, defending himself, but the humans as well. And, yeah, that's true. Um, But, you know, basically the, the point is that Exodus is, like, reminding everybody that, like, Magneto's a, a, a mutant and he's a hero. Yes. Now... The part that I was really interested in was, of course, the documents um, oh, that outlaid yes. the plan. Because we get to a part that's redacted, which in obviously I couldn't in the comicsology version of this, I couldn't see what was there, and I don't know if anybody else could. But I also don't want to know. I just kind of want to find out. Yeah, we come to a redacted part of the document that has to do with Omega level mutants. Oh, Rob just perked up after and, you said that. Not only that, but there's one part that's not that says see below regarding enchanted techniques which is funny because the part next beneath it is enhanced combat techniques so my question is typo or apocalypse and what he doing it's apocalypse because don't forget in in excalibur in this new run of excalibur part of some of the like krakoan dialogue that we see on some of the info dump pages is that apocalypse is examining not only magic but omega level mutants and mentions specifically exodus yes and uh, Exodus, of course, plays a crucial role by being the narrator of the story, and it makes perfect sense narratively because Exodus is Magneto's world's biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that Magneto would be the one to like try and herald uh, Magneto's greatness, and yeah. also try and like recruit people because, of course, he's the guy who took over the acolytes after Magneto's death. Right, right, true. But like for me, like this is a cool looking issue and mm-hmm. like we're reminded of a couple of things like, you know, Hickman's tossing some breadcrumbs out for us yep. to like remind us like, Oh yeah, that, Oh yeah, this. But then we get that page. And I was like, are oh. you actually tying some of this into Excalibur? Excalibur? Like we were kind of like joking about it and like hypothesizing about, it. Yeah. I don't know, but I still really like, I was like, Oh, I think so. Oh. I think they are. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that Teeny Howard plays a big role in Hickman's plans okay. for X of swords because X of swords isn't really Ten of Swords. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh the Ten of Swords isn't really the event. That's no. an event that's yeah. gonna have like twenty-nine parts, but it's just another it's it's time runs out. It's you know, it's the it's the prelude, it's infinity. It's not the big one. No, and it really shouldn't be, because I'm hoping Ten of Swords literally has nothing to do with Moira. I don't think it does. Because like 
Especially I keep reminding you about it, and we both have, like talked. I haven't seen Moira bring up brought up at all. We haven't, and so like I do wonder if he's letting that lie for a little bit in mm-hmm. hopes that we do kind of forget that she's there. But I can't forget. Yeah. I no. Can't. Well, I'm too. I'm too invested. Sorry, Hickman. So I mean, this is a pretty fun issue. I would recommend picking it up just for the action alone. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's it's weird. It's like simultaneously not a standalone story, even remotely, but has like the elements of it and just the cool fun. Yeah. It yeah. could be like your 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 touchstone moment, I guess, for X Men if you haven't been in for a while. And it's it's it I says Empire on the cover. Unfortunately, I'm sure as soon as they can, they will remove it because Empire was a dud, uh, and it doesn't really matter. Like it's it's part of the event in that the Katadi attack. Yeah. End of story. It's just an excuse. I think if. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They probably would have used the X-Men Empire tie-in series that Hickman would have used anyway, because I think Hickman's idea for that tie-in was going to be used no matter what. Oh. The idea of what Scarlet Witch does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. they were going to be the threat. Right. And that right, Magneto right, right. was like, oh, I'll drop satellites on the zombified mutants as right. opposed to on plant people. That could be. I think that's what we were going to get, but okay. instead we got this. So he can actually play up the zombies later as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how T'Challa will fit into that because, of course, he was King of the Dead in Secret Wars and, and and commanded the zombie army, but yet two zombie armies in each of Hickman's epics. He likes them zombies. Weird. But, uh, yeah, JWT Cosplay, thanks for the advice yesterday. I asked her out yesterday, and it went a lot better than I expected. I'm happy to hear it, JWT. Congratulations on conquering your uh, your fears and, and taking a step forward. Good for you. Whether it was yes or no, I'm happy it worked out. Uh, Grace in red, I'll be a Robin scene, uh, and a bunch of emojis. Oh, uh, I will get into that in just a minute. Mm-hmm. We will get into that. Yeah. But I do, I, I, The emojis are actually really well, like, Played? Nice, oh, I know. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your emoji game is strong. It is very strong. Uh, <laughs> took me a minute to know what that was. Uh, <laughs> I know. Saud Althani says, good day. Good day to you too, man. Hope you're doing well. Hope all is well in your life. Good day. Good day to you. I don't know why I did the like thing I normally would do for a Cockney like yeah, accent. Yeah, that's what like, you did. But I was not doing that at all. No, it's Australian. He's about a small. <laughs> Joshy Lee just got married this weekend. Congratulations, Congrats! Joshy Lee! Oh my gosh! I'm in a pretty good mood, so I wanted to share the love. Have a great oh, week, you too, Joshy. Thanks a lot for hanging so out great. with us. Congrats, congratulations! Congrats. Uh, thank uh, congratulations to Mrs. Lee. Uh, NBLO Paladin. I can see the story led to the cult of Mag or lead to the cult of Magneto storyline. Love you guys, and I appreciate all your work. Always keep your heads up. We'll try. Thank you very much, Thank NB. You. I, I want to say also, uh, or congratulations to your spouse. Yes, that's right. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Not man. there to the uh, Pope no, comment. No, to, to Joshy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Um, I, I expect a cult of Magneto to be propagated pretty shortly. Uh, Super Pooper last week was my five years in Canada. On my way here, I was stuck in Dubai Airport for two nights. And found you guys. I didn't have an easy start, but thanks to you, I stayed sane while getting my life in order. That's nice to hear, man. Aww. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, on five years. Uh, and thanks a lot for letting us uh, be part of your transitional. Yeah. That, that, that's nice. Appreciate that. Thank you, man. Uh, Fats... Sorry you were stuck in the airport, though. Yeah, it's never fun. No. Uh, Fats Norlax, do you guys know if we have to read all of those 29 gazillion parts to get a sense of what's going on in, in Ten of Swords? Marvel has not been clear. Yeah, I assume you do, based on the fact that it's uh, architected by Hickman, uh, and it's it's being implemented by Hickman's acolytes, that being everyone who's working on all the all the X-Men tie-in books, you know, all the other Dawn of X titles. Right. So my guess is it's a, it's a 29-part epic. 
it'll be like fatal attractions um or any other number of x-men events that crossed all the x titles right that being said you could really skip a lot of those things so i don't know uh my guess would be start at the beginning and take a look at the reading list because hickman will release a reading list if it hasn't been released already uh tardis man 85 my sister's been getting into x-men since house of house of x and she's getting a little antsy about where the hell moira is last i've heard is in the standalone series uh i think she showed up in that i haven't seen her in any other book much like if only the x-men book and i think only in powers and house yeah she kind of just went away Mm -hmm. i think she comes up in the main x title in the beginning yeah uh so yeah but like let her know that hickman didn't forget it's just there he's trying to bury the lead so good tell her to keep it up yeah uh alex r so i'm just a thought but sounds like apocalypse is going to magically enact other mutants to become omega level okay Okay. maybe yeah unlock their omega potential maybe he's going to like siphon their omega powers and then become epic apocalypse oh by the way also in this issue they mentioned the chimera again oh i didn't see that i I guess it was in the document it was in the document it was in like the last paragraph they were talking about like combining some mutant powers Mm. like starting with magneto oh i thought that's what it read at least uh ben bastion in the new daredevil annual which was great uh does mike know that he retconned himself and what do you think about it i don't think he'll last uh yes he does know that he oh yeah right after he does already uh by the way daredevil annual number one uh was great check it out uh it's basically a standalone story that retcons that matt murdoch has a twin uh, this was part of a stupid story from a long time ago in which Matt Murdock faked his own death and then pretended to be Mike Murdock, his twin brother. And then through magical shenanigans, there was like a copy made and he is now officially and firmly, magically, uh, a, a member of the human race and has his own like spirit and everything. And delicious. He's delicious. You said magically. Right, magically <laughs> delicious. Uh, it's a good book. Uh, and that issue, I think he is going to last. I think that... The reason that issue exists is so that we can firmly establish him in continuity. Uh, Sadothani, Twitter is the cult of Magneto and Rightclops. We don't need more. <laughs> I think I think Reddit is the is the cult of uh, of of Magneto. Yeah, of Magnus. Of Magnus, yeah. <laughs> so let's jump into Three Jokers. Uh, Three Jokers is a book that people were expecting for a long time. Uh, it has the black label uh, label on it. I expect that to disappear by issue two, but we'll see. And uh, that's all we have for you. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks a lot for watching. This is a great episode. (laughs) But no, um, so this is written, of course, by Jeff Johns, the art by Jason Fabach. It is uh, much anticipated, of course, came out of the pages of Dark Side War over three years ago, uh, and then was hinted at throughout occasionally. Apparently it was supposed to come out much earlier, um, but things like Doomsday Clock kept it from coming, and now it is finally here. And the big question on anybody's mind is, is this in continuity or not? I think that that's the question we need to table because a lot of people are uh, asking it and it getting in the way of what this book is and what it could mean. Yeah, and honestly, like we can we can hypothesize all we want, but until someone officially comes out and says yay or nay, like it's just yeah. well, let's and, just talk about the content. Yeah, and I think Jeff John said something like it could be either, and when they say that, that means they're not going to address it until it's over. So <laughs> uh, let's jump into it. Uh, this book is the first of three. Just like the amount of Jokers that we see, there are, in fact, three issues to this series. uh, And it should be coming out on time. Faybox said he wouldn't 
they wouldn't solicit it until it was officially 100% done. So this will be coming out. Uh, issue 2 comes out at the end of September. Mm-hmm. And then issue 3, end of October. Great time. Halloween. I hope they do something with it. It'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we can't go anywhere or enjoy Halloween this year. But whatever. <laughs> hey, we're adults. You can enjoy Halloween whenever you want. That's true. It's going to cost you some money. Hmm. So let's jump into this. Uh, you want to talk about initial thoughts first, or do you want to talk about like what happens in this? Ah, uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's uh, let's talk about what occurs in this. Things that occur. Things that happen. What happens in this book? What? If you just if you've nothing else, you're like, well, what happened in this? So it has a six ninety nine price tag. I think, if I may, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this, well worth the price of admission. I think six ninety nine is a fine price. For a title like this. If you had asked me that question five pages into it, I would have been like, eh? Yes. <laughs> but by about, I don't know, 10 or 12 pages into it? Yeah. Right. No, for sure. I, I, I yeah, I, I had a good time with this. I also didn't realize how lengthy it was when I started it. Me either. Because that's the joy sometimes when I just purchase things or we have things from Comixology. Honestly, like I'm just not paying attention. And then I'm like, I've been reading for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have it in physical as well. <laughs> nice. But I picked it up, of course, that morning so I wouldn't be spoiled. Yeah. And that's, you know what, though? I did not read it until literally yesterday. Yeah. And no, you, Saturday. And, and I was not spoil spoiled. At all. But, like, I don't really live on the internet, apparently. I, I, I don't know what. If it's not a baby otter living at a marine rescue facility, apparently <laughs> I don't know about it. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, the basically the, the story opens. Batman's been injured. He gets treated for his wounds, and then uh, we f- just jump right into the three Joker thing. Yeah, I, I you know, I really I do want to talk about like the, we are going to talk whole, about. Um, well, let's let's hit each thing. Like, okay, so Batman is just injured. like he hits their gravestone. Yeah, that really parents... kind of almost got a laugh out of me because I was like, why? <laughs> right, and then like obviously when he goes into the house, he's like. I hit their graves. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Alfred knows already that they've been disturbed. It's fine. I'll tend to them after I I tend to you. Yeah, I was like, that's really cute. Yep. Also, you had all this room. I know, how could you... But, like, if you've ever played a game where you have to drive a car and you're looking at the thing you don't want to hit, you're just like, and into it. Yeah. Particularly (laughs) if it's a Batman game using the Batmobile. I assume that that's what happened. He's like, don't hit their graves. Wham. Oh. Oh, damn it. So... Batman hits their graves and he stumbles into the in, into the cave and Alfred tends to his wounds. We get a lot of uh, gorgeous panel work in this issue. We do, and, and in this first like couple of pages. Yeah, like in the first the first page, I was like, oh, we're doing nine panels. Yeah. Oh no. No, we're not. We will, but not always. Right. So uh, we we get a look at Faybox and John's depiction of the cave, which I really like. It's not a cluttered mess. It's very, like, compartmentalized. They yeah. got a nice, like, gorgeous little trophy room that highlights the things that Fabok and Johns want you to see. Yeah, and, like, that's what's so interesting about this book. Other than the fact, like, remove the Alfred component, and, like, I, I don't want to talk too much about, like, incontinuity or not, because, like, the Alfred, like... Again, Let's assume that... If, if you want to say matter. it's in continuity, they're going to fix Alfred. Sure, and, like, I, I don't really care either way, but, like, the fact is, like, this cave i thought was really cool because i was like it doesn't like what time it, is it yeah reading it like not caring what if it's in or out of continuity yep. until later on i was like this is just cool looking this yeah. is a mishmash of like different kind of versions of the cave that we've seen which is very killing joke killing jokes bat cave is a combination we see the ancient mm-hmm. like radar computer station yeah. mixed with 
the current incarnations of Bat or the classic incarnations of Batman costumes mm-hmm. and new stuff. We see Killing Joke references, but that's by the way that is a Killing Joke reference in and of itself. The cave from Killing Joke is a mishmash of continuity, not yeah. continuity, Golden Age, Silver Age, and modern. Yep. Uh, there's an image of like Brian Boland's Batman looking at a Joker card and putting it down next to a family portrait from like the Dick Sprang Batman era. Right. And it's like, that's Alan Moore and Brian Boland being like, don't think about it. (laughs) And I think that this depiction of the cave is John's and Faybox way of being like, don't think about it. Right. Think about the stories. Don't think about the hangups. The Joker portrait we see here is... The three Jokers. Yeah, there's three different You're literally Joker seeing cards. Three different Joker cards. Three different approaches. Three and and two distinct Joker accoutrement. You got the laughing fish and the killing joke gun. Yep. Yeah. So right away, you're the, the book is trying to tell you, don't think about continuity. Yeah. So Batman's uh, wounds are tended. And it's funny because they're like, don't think about continuity. Now let's remind you of all the ways Batman has been hurt over the years. And like, you know what's funny is like, this sequence is the sequence that I was like, this is really well done. Right. But I feel like I've seen it before. Yes. But I don't mind. Like, there was a lot of like, like, I was conflicted because it's like, you know, I don't have an issue with things being, you know. Repetitive. Repetitive or or homaged or like whatever. Um... But I guess, like, initially I was thinking, like, this is going to be, like, not a rehashing of things that we might have seen before. But I was like, it's just so nicely done. And I don't right. know if we're just trying to establish the world that we're in right now mm-hmm. because of it. I don't know. I, I think that... I was thinking of, like, because you, you had a wizard that had a peek at oh, like, yeah. a Batman drawn by Jim Lee. Yes. And it's a similar... Like, oh, yeah. No, that, it's, it's the Catwoman's, hush chapter. Yeah, Catwoman's brought to the cave. Yep. And, then, like, she notices all the scars and, like, kind of, like... We see this scene already. We see something like this, but it's not, like... There are actually fewer panels than there are here right. for it. But I was, yeah. like, immediately I thought of that. Yes. Which I don't think is what he's trying to make us do. I no. think he just wanted to do this. I think this is just what the script called for. Absolutely. And uh, and it's funny because the, the choices that are made... And I think I may have mentioned this in another show, was that we see classic images mixed with the mundane like batman is scarred from any number of battles yeah but we only get one seminal scar yeah we get the bane break like back breaking which i thought was a really cool scar i'm like oh i guess that would leave a scar that's amazing that they did that but then like every other battle that he has is this generic like he gets bit by Killer Croc, he gets burned by Riddler, he gets stabbed by Scarecrow. None of those instances are things that I remember distinctly, mm-hmm. and I don't think you're supposed to. But why then are we supposed to think of Bane? Is it because it's the only scar that Bane has ever left on Batman? And it, John's is like, yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna reference Bane, it's gonna be the one time he won. It could just be also that, like, um, you know, we're we're trying to show Batman throughout the years, much like when we get to the three jokers like yes. there's like a like a seeming shift in in time there mm-hmm. so like i don't know if they're not doing that to be like we're, we're, we're like we've never seen this depicted also like yeah i, I don't know but then, i did i did feel like the catwoman one was one that we have seen that was the one from the fight like yeah. from that hush issue from that hush issue so it's like i feel like that has been depicted before like the, that's a very classic like image yeah. or imagery there so like i didn't really notice how much the bane one stuck out honestly until you just brought it up because right. i was thinking of 
the Catwoman thing. Of and course. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Right, Moving that reminded on. you. Yeah, but, yeah. The, but the Bane one really reminded I was like, <laughs> oh, it's in continuity. Like, for me, that was what it was. I'm like, oh, Bane. Like, because oh, if you're going to tell a timeless Batman story that doesn't matter and it doesn't, then no one's going to put Bane well, in Well, maybe there. they do. I don't know. Well, nowadays, I mean, like, Bane is like a 30-year-old villain at this yeah. point. So, you know, for me, I'm like, Bane's new. And he had he's a one-trick pony. Like, the only time he was ever good was when he was in Secret Six. And nobody, and, and nobody read that, least yeah. of all Batman. <laughs> so... But at the same time, I know we're really hung up on this. I don't want to. But like, I love how it devolves into just jokers. It's just like, it's bet. And I, I thought it'd be, I, I was actually a little bit critical of that, where I was like, if you wanted to do that, why didn't you do that? Where it's like, it's Bane, it's Joker, it's Scarecrow, it's Riddler, it's Joker, it's Mad Hatter, it's Joker, it's Joker, it's Joker, it's Joker, it's Joker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Joker invades his rogues gallery and right. it invades his subconscious, where it's like, yeah, 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 Batman gets scars from everybody. But probably the primary amount of scars he gets is from Joker. I could see that. I, I also like, and this is kind of where like the like this kind of took a turn for me is mm -hmm. like as we're going through the like the different injuries, yes. you know, it becomes Joker as like a traumatic injury, but then it comes to the most traumatic scar yes. on his life. You know what I mean? So maybe it was just that it's amping up. Yeah, it's ramping up to his to the scar on his soul. Yeah, and maybe that's why they put Bane there, because he's just like, you didn't really No, yeah, it starts on. with Bane, yeah. You're early on. Like I was actually the scarecrow's pitchfork. That was way worse. Right. <laughs> I blacked out that, after getting my back that was broken. Like three that, little knives just went into my body. Yeah, I was awake and aware the entire time. Yeah. I was <laughs> shocked as hell. We got the the Wayne's murder in this, mm -hmm. not necessarily because who thinks to do that because it's obvious, but it's because of that. I was like, you're gonna, you're already doing a seminal Batman story, mm -hmm. or at least you're attempting to. With the prestige format, with the amping up of the, you know, of, of, of the, you know, the hype and the nature of your story. The fact that you're turning the Joker character on its ear, supposedly. Mm -hmm. And you're going to cram in the death of the Waynes, like, as if to say, well, obviously there's no way we can not, not show them die again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wouldn't it be bolder if they didn't? I don't think that there is actually a sequence where the Waynes die in Killing Joke. So... You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't need it. But Faybox game is at the tippy top. And so if ever I'm going to see seminal moments in Batman's history, from the breaking of the bat to the killing of the Waynes, mm -hmm. I guess I can't complain to Faybox doing it because right. it looks friggin' dope. Also, of course, selective color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're doing a memory, might as well. Like, and like... It, it is really well done. Yeah. But, like, for me, like, it was less about seeing the moment and, like, yeah, like you said, like, it is a beautifully, like, depicted moment of, like, horror. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was more like I was like, oh, I get it. We're talking about all the things that have, like, attracted True. him over the years physically and, most importantly, mentally. Yes, absolutely. Uh, also, did you have a Batman damned moment when yep. we saw his suit oh, on straight, the slab? straight up. I was, I was there. I was 100% back in the cave, Batman damned, like... I'm so glad you said that because I was like, huh, I don't know if it's just because like I think about that book often right. or what, but yeah, I was, I was right there. This, right, I was like, oh my right God. There. <laughs> right there. It could be because of just how well rendered it is. It could be the empty suit and how it still I maintains its, its rigidity. I think it's a combination of the empty suit with it like looking like there's something could be filling it and the amount of like. Um, like wrinkles in the fabric because as yeah. you know, Bermejo really renders that well. Yes, he does. And so like, it's almost like a wink and a nod. Right? Because we're in the cave. He's been like injured critically. 
there's blood. He's, he's 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 taking his clothes off. Yeah, it's almost like John's is like rewriting a couple of people's stories because there's another one in here that I'm like, make sure to point it out because okay. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay. So, uh, but we get to the we we get to that, and then they talk about, and then we get the crimes, and there's three crimes that are committed in Gotham around the same time, mm-hmm. supposedly, or at least it, it's meant to imply that they're all perpetrated by each of a Joker, right? Uh, and they all match the Joker's mo. Mm-hmm. But every Joker's MO. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Batman springs into action. We then go right from those scars to Barbara's scars. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, like, this is, like, pretty brilliant. It's almost a little on the nose, but a it's just bit. really, it's, like, it's done well enough. Yes. But, like, except for the last panel, I'm like. Oh, I was like, why? Yeah. But you know why? Oh, because wow. because, Jeff, <laughs> because Jeff Johns is an action movie writer. Yeah. Like. He he's like the rock of you know what I mean? Like if he's if he is gonna be Michael Bay, it's like the rock era Michael Bay, mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm gonna do something that's sweeping and epic and cool, but I'm also gonna put like, I'm only borrowing your Humvee. Like, you know, you're just Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like we have this moment where this this formerly paralyzed woman who's been brutalized by the Joker yep. is using her legs to their fullest potential and breaks the treadmill. And then someone says, like, damn, she broke the treadmill again. And yeah, you're like, not oh, another one. I get it but like at the same time hey you know what there this book lacks a lot of levity so i guess we'll take it right now it's not really so much a criticism as much as it is just kind of like noticing that it's there uh but yeah the scars motif goes from batman scars to barbara scars and i think that's also meant to be transitional because she might be considered a scar on batman because of her being hurt on his watch. Right, right, right. Really, like, you know, the nature of the killing joke. Like, she was just a casualty. She would have been that way whether Batman existed or not. Yeah. So really, Batman should never feel bad about Barbara. <laughs> or at least, he should feel bad about it, but he shouldn't feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, And I've never seen Batman really feel guilty about it, but okay. Uh, but in any case, here we are. Yeah, uh, no, no, for sure. Um, and also, we're setting up, this is the second protagonist of the story. Yes. You know, it's Batman... And Barbara. Yeah. Protagonist and, like, victim. Because the third one is also... A protagonist and a victim. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess the, all of them have been scarred by the Joker. I guess mm-hmm. that's the implication here. Uh, Physically and mentally. Yes. Is there anything else about the running scene you wanted to point out? Or, uh, or, or are we good? No, I just wasn't sure if, like, the comedian is supposed to be, like, a reference to... What is that guy's name? He's only someone by, like... he Fluffy? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Never the comedian mind. is, I think, I think it's meant to refer to the Killing Joke Joker because in Killing Joke, yeah, the origin but... of the Joker is he's a comedian. Also, when the Jokers are talking, one of the, the Golden Age Joker tells Killing Joke Joker, he refers to him as a failed comedian. Hang on, Gabriel Igle- Iglesias. Oh, Fluffy, yes. Oh, the comedian. I'm sorry, but, the, like, it's the so... comedian who was killed. Yeah, the comedian who was killed. Yeah, I, which I, I was like, that's, uh, don't do that. Maybe he's a huge Batman fan, and I, like he's like honored by it. I Otherwise, had the exact like, oh. same. No, yeah, in this, in that element, he was, and a comedian was executed on live stream, I believe. Yeah. And yes, I had the exact same vibe. I thought it was Gabriel Iglesias as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that happens. And yep. then Barbara uh, showers off. And unlike Heroes in Crisis, Barbara is nude and not sexy. No. Like, you know what I mean? I Like, I loved the art in Heroes in Crisis, but I thought it was so incongruous to the tone 
when Barbara takes off her Batman suit to show you her scar. Mm-hmm. Like, there's literally a scene in Heroes in Crisis where we get to see the bullet wound again. Yeah. And it's rendered in such, like, this weirdly, oddly sexual, like, portrayal that I was, like, disgusted. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, this is what I was talking about. This combined with later on when we hear about um, uh, uh, the other crime, I think, who is, like, uh, it's a doctor. Yes. And they were doing studies on superheroes and post-traumatic the... stress disorder. Yes. And, like... A little bit there and then into villains as well and mm-hmm. i was like yeah are you what okay are you also making fun of heroes in crisis not making uh, fun of but like being referencing like, it or like there's a way to do this right <laughs> yeah well that's a criticism i think yeah but yeah we do get this i think it's a really well rendered scene oh i did too and it carries over the exact same like styling that we saw earlier because like fabic fabic Fabic? I've heard, well, I, I'm on his YouTube channel, like I subscribe to it, yeah. and he calls it, I, I've heard him say Fabok. Fabok? Okay. Well, he knows what he's doing, obviously, and um, so when we do the, you know... Killing it, joke re- reference? With the killing joke of her memories, it's black and white, and then inevitably with the hint of red. Yes. Just like in what Bruce was going through. Right, so it's like, that's going to be the narrative convention yeah. to Ooh, follow sorry. through with. <laughs> So, yeah, we see the bullet wound, which I like that it's next to the belly button, which is to su- to suggest, like, the belly button, of course, is there because of birth. Yeah. And, like, the, the, the bullet hole being that close to the belly button, not only is it, like, the source of her paralysis, but also it could be the reference to, like, her rebirth, mm-hmm. you know, from Barbara, former Batgirl, to Oracle slash, like, the next phase of her, of, of her true self. Uh, good stuff yeah deep stuff you yeah, can yeah, really yeah. like sink your teeth into um but i love i i but again it's one of those things where i'm like i don't know if the three jokers thing is working because we have three different jokers which johns calls the the comedian the criminal and i don't remember what the other one was uh the clown the clown thank you and because <laughs> he's a clown yeah right <laughs> but like the comedian is the killing joke joker but we directly reference the line in the killing joke where he says here's to crime right you know what i mean it's the only flashback i mean there's only three issues and we're only on the first one from her perspective it has to be and that's what she remembers him saying yeah like there are limited you know lines Lines. that you could pull from that and i'm glad that they didn't because then it would be like well she wouldn't have known that he said that yeah but the other thing is yeah this is a direct quote okay. from that book. Yeah. And when we get to Jason, we just make shit up. Well, okay. So I think there's something to be said about like the praise that most comic writers and creators have for the killing joke. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like almost a reverence for it. Oh, and absolutely. so like, you're going to nail that. But like with Jason's story, it's been like altered and added to so much mm-hmm. from it's like inception. Yeah. That like, who cares? You can, I guess, still do that. With this, the here's to crime, I kind of liked and I found it chilling because the idea is that like if this Joker is meant to be the one that like went over the deep end, yes. he's like, no, this is just this is just like any crime. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, you're doing something worse. Like you're you're like You're crossing a line. You're crossing a line and like this from this point on and the next steps that you'll take in this book are like Further. Further. Yeah. Yeah. So we move on from Barbara uh, to Jason, where Jason is actually interesting because unlike the last two where Batman and Barbara are kind of like going over their scars, Jason is inflicting them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and like that, I think 
is like a an incredible like showing of the way he copes. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, Batman obviously, you know, has is being, you know, introspective. So is Barbara, but she was like initially she was like trying to like, you know, outrun it. Outrun it and then she she has to face it. Yes. And like Jason's just like, I'll just keep punching. Like I'll just punch it until it stops. Right. I'll just do this until I drop, which is what he was like before. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's uh he's trying to steal like he's trying to like get information. Yeah, I'm sorry, I wanted to go to the good. Uh, but he's trying to get information, and he's just beating on Joker goons, and at a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't see anything in particular about the graveyard, like what was, um, you know, if there's any names on the gravestones or anything to indicate something. No, it's mostly like rest in peace and stuff yeah. like that, like the things you never see on a gravestone. But it, but I like it because it 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 makes it so you're like, oh, okay, I don't need to look for things. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to tell me anything through the grave. Just focus on what's happening on the panels. Yeah, this is the panel I was thinking so of. So please, yes, jump into it. What was the... Um, well, they're talking about how, like, this uh, Arkham psychologist, I don't yeah. know if they're actually Arkham, but, like, regardless, um, they're killed because he stuffed a rubber chicken down, down his throat. throat. Yeah. yeah. Which I was like, terrible. Right. Kind of like what Ash tries to do to, to Ripley. Yeah. But then, like, because Jason, while he's doing this, is listening to, like, a news broadcast in his helmet, and so, like, when his helmet gets pulled off, it's still broadcasting it. Yep. And they mentioned that, like, this guy wrote, or this person wrote a book, and then they wrote a sequel, and the sequel was Bang! Psychology that damaged Superman and, and women uh, to look into the impact of super violence on their psyches. Yes. And that, like, the endless trauma had, had in his world, like, you know, created a cycle of costume savagery, which is simultaneously talking about PTSD, but also trying to do his own spin on it, uh-huh. which I was like, are we, are, I, yeah, are you talking about that? Like, because I think we have to talk, I mean, if we're going to open the book with scars and talk about like what happened to people, by the way, there's Jason scar. Yeah. Pro bar scar. But you, you know, what's great too. No one in this book says, you don't know how I got these scars. <laughs> I'm so thankful that we didn't get that. Um, I also find it interesting. And I, you know, I, 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 I don't normally think about it, but Fabok mentioned it on his channel. Uh, the fact that we really like to focus on the whole crowbar thing. Yeah. But what really killed Jason was a bomb. Yep. No, it's, like, it's, it's true. And Jason was beaten, not into incoherence, because he was able to carry on a full conversation with his mother and consciously choose to throw himself in front of her from like trying to shield her from the blast. Yeah. Which is how she survived longer than he did and was able to relay the information of what happened to Batman. Right. None of the things that the Joker says later happened in that book at all. Right. So what the hell is John's playing fast and loose with the story and continuity? Why is there so much reverence for killing joke, but not for Starlin's work? Or was that Joker a phony? We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, you could justify, like, his memory of it as, like, not being the... Reliable. Un- reliable and not the 100% accurate depiction of what it was because he was a child. Right. And I think the focus on the crowbar is that, like, you know, this is another level. Like, this is another level of Joker where yes. it was like, I took a crowbar and I beat a child. Yes. Regardless of, like, who you, you even associated think about with, it. you're a child. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're going to show you that to let you know, like, this is, like... There was the Joker who committed crimes and, yes. like, did whatever. And, like, he killed it, people, but, like, you know, he didn't murder children. He killed people, and it, that was a problem. And yeah. now, now this is the Joker who has a, ch- a child. Right. And then takes a crowbar and beats them, regardless of to death or not. Yeah. Beats them. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, then, no. And then you have the next Joker who's like, I am not only going to inflict violence, I'm going to inflict psychological warfare. Yes. And yeah. like it's like the next level. Yeah. Which yeah, again yeah. might tie into the whole book thing 
for me, for me, I I always like when they were like, oh, there's gonna be there's the one who killed Jason and the one who paralyzed Barbara. I'm like, that's the same Joker. For me, it's just escalation. It's like and. One, you brutalize someone psychologically and physically, and the other one, you, bre- you beat a child. For me, it's not... Those are incremental steps between each other. I guess. I mean, I think they would argue that it, it, it is a, a much larger step to go from physical violence, like the ability to turn your brain off and, like, do something like that and, like, beat a child, yeah. like he has done here, as opposed to being cold and calculated... To take Commissioner Gordon and like, right. do what you then do. Subject him to that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I, that's like, that's like, now now I have to think of, like, Batman and now has to think about that Joker in a completely different way. Yes. Uh, in case you were done thinking about the killing joke, don't worry, they aren't. Because the 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 act of, uh, of the crime committed that Gordon responds to, and Gordon looks almost identical to what he does in the killing joke, yeah. is that Joker recreates the deaths of the three people responsible for the killing joke. The two criminals in the Louisiana bar, like, <laughs> that they were in a killing joke, and the comedian, who would become Joker... All three are dressed like the Red Hood. All three are subjected to the acid bath. All three of them have the the rigor mortis of of the Joker smile. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, they look exactly like those guys, mm-hmm. including the one who was the Joker. Yep. Uh, Batman shows up and he's resp- and he's talking about and and Bullock has a announces that there's a pool going. Which one was committed? Which one was done by the real Joker? Right. 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 Uh, and uh, and so Batman investigates. Anything that stands out here to you that's bes- besides the obvious, like Joker wants Batman to think of the Killing Joke? No, you know what's funny is initially when I like glanced at the page, I thought for a second that we were getting like just a a gentle nod to like the th- like three different takes on the Joker throughout the years, right. including the like sixties 60- Romero. Yeah, like I with painted the over my mustache. Yeah. yeah, and then I was like, oh wait, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're not doing that. Moving on. <laughs> uh, no, I mean like you know you get this like this is like the GCPD that like a lot of us grew up knowing the GCPD that responds to crimes and then waits for Batman to show up <laughs> to help them. Yeah. <laughs> well, the 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 the, the trench coat uh, Gordon who's like much older than Batman. Yeah. And uh, like and like the Carmogeny Bullock who I mean he's almost always like that. Yeah, I'm happy with that Bullock. Yeah. But uh, but the you know but this one's more of a team of a team player, mm-hmm. uh, but Batman is investigating it. He discovers, of course, that like the the murders are meant to hide the fact that a truck stole acid from Ace Chemicals and went off with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and it's funny the way that like they you know solve this um, or not solve this, but like reveal this. Yeah. Because like Batman's talking and like looks like who's he talking to and i'm like haven't you been on crimes with batman before and maybe batman doesn't usually like like you know not communicate with the police until until he's figured it out yeah yeah yeah. for me that scene bothered me upon the second read i thought actually i think it would have been stronger if neither bullock nor gordon had any dialogue in that sequence yeah if batman just talked and john's trusted Faybach to let the art speak for itself mm-hmm. because you can see in bullock's body language and in gordon's body language that they don't know who batman's talking to see i got it as that like gordon did 
And, right. and that's why he's like looking at him like that in the third and panel. And is that the look that Batman's referring to later when he's talking to Barbara? Where he's like, Gordon gave me a look. Does he know who you are? No, I don't think it's that look. I think that's, it's, because like he doesn't know she's here right now. Yeah. So like, I, I think Well, but it's, maybe he does. Like, and that's why he's giving her, he's why he's giving Bullock No, I think he's giving Bullock that look because he's just like, you know who he's talking to. Right. And it's not us. Right. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, why are you, well, that's the thing. Is like, why are you focusing why are you so working much on this bit yeah why are you focusing so much on this bit but that's not a joke for bullock that's a joke i have for john <laughs> so barbara shows up and she's wearing a completely different costume from the one that's currently in continuity which is another like red flag that this book was written like three years ago right but it's more of a like an homage to the one that's in the cave like without the heels which yes. makes it like physical to like like a, like a reality to run around in. yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this suit. Uh, I think this suit is also, but it, it it does a nice job of blending the seventies into what Barbara would have worn in Killing Joke had Batgirl actually been in it, and yeah. not just Barbara Gordon. I will say, Faybuck's art and this costume made me realize how silly it is to call her Batgirl. Yes, she is straight up a woman. There is no reason to call her back or right, all. Like, and I'm just saying, like, it was, just, it was right there. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Like, yeah. it, that's just who she is. Moving on. Right. But anyway, they're like, where do the chemicals go? Like, that's mm-hmm. a lot of chemicals. That's they, a lot of chemicals. They just drain out. Like, yeah, it's not like no. these guys drank it all. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, Joker left, like, a trail. That they <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, they're, they muse about it. And it turns out that one of them, the Joker one, is still alive. Yes. Yeah, like he's still he's still with it. Yep, and uh, but he's not Jokerized. Yeah. Like he looks like the Joker, but well, we don't know. Right, I don't know. Right. Like, by, that, by the way, I think that's the look. I know it's like it's he's him him leaving, but like I still think that that's the look that he's talking about, where he's like one? watching them. Like, oh, like, where he's watching him watching leave. them leave. I I thought that was the look okay. that Batman's referring to. Yeah, I like, know it's a look that she didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a look that he would know. Yeah. I think mean, he just feel it. He's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm also very Jim's thankful. Jim's giving me that look. Jim's giving me that look. That look that says, I am aware that Bruce Tim exists somewhere in the universe and he's going to screw up our relationship. <laughs> I'm very thankful that the Barbara-Bruce relationship doesn't exist in this continuity. Yeah. So that there isn't like a creepy, you know, pseudo-sexual thing where mm-hmm. Batman's like, do you think he knows about us? You know, like, we're keeping a secret? No, it's just like, does he know about you? Does he know who you are? Yeah. That's cool. I'm yeah, okay yeah, no, that. it is. So. Especially because, it's like, when they're dealing with the Joker, he needs to know, like, especially because if we are directly referencing the killing joke. That's all Gordon's needs, thinking about. Right. He's like, I need to know what mental state you and your father are in. Right. And I was like, that's, that's cool. Like, yeah. without having to say any of that. Yeah. We got it. Exactly. So. Uh, they decide to accompany the ambulance that takes not Joker away. This straight up actually surprised me. I thought this was I thought this was the Joker in, you, in the ambulance because of the way that, that laughs. No, he's colored here because he's wearing a long white shirt, mm-hmm. so he has a white arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was Joker too. Me too. And then I was like, oh, oh, it's 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 Jason. It's Jason. So Jason is interrogating the jokerized victim mm-hmm. also I, there was a line i think i mentioned it again in another show but i will mention it here because we're talking about this yeah i love that they say with like two lines yeah. about these stiffs how we've never discovered joker's identity yeah. and it's all because of the acid yeah yeah they really like they're like you know the acid burn their fingerprints, fingerprints and identify- destroy their dna mm-hmm. and 
their jaws are like locked so you can't get dental records so i was like mm-hmm. isn't that true no you can do that like now if you said though that like you know they've been like eaten away but obviously they haven't been maybe they've been fused yes maybe they're fused together and so mm. you can't actually get like a, a, like an a, accurate you can't get a print because it's like you'd have to cut them apart yeah so i i love that which oh that's a horrific thought yep. okay moving on no thanks uh, but yeah, so Jason is, and, and uh, Jason, of course, is unhinged because of the Joker and because sure. of his involvement in this, even though Jason's faced the Joker several times now, uh, but whatever, who cares? Uh, we're doing this and it's separate. Well, and- maybe it's like, that's, um, it's supposed to indicate that like, Eve, like everyone in the Bat family recognizes this as something special and something yes. different. Yeah. So Batman, uh, you know, he stops Jason and we finally move into the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joker, uh, who has stolen the acid, attempts to run over a uh, raccoon. a raccoon, and I I feel like we waste a lot of panel space about this, but okay. I kind of I I like it, and here's why: mm-hmm. because we go from the pacing of Batman, which is like, gotta go here, gotta do that, gotta stop this. Okay, Jason, what yeah. are you doing? Like, let's fall, solve this crime. To that, like, disturbingly, like methodical methodical and like calm <laughs> like like mannerism that the joker can have sometimes where we're like we're like with him on like he he's in no rush. rush yeah and like i kind of liked that because it like got me like it's good in that mindset of like mm-hmm. we're dealing with the joker and the joker is not manic the no. joker is just calculating yes there is a moment that i did enjoy and it's just an onomatopoeia uh when joker bumps uh in the truck yeah the badump is the same sound effect that was used uh, for the doors when Gordon is going through the funhouse in Killing Joke. Oh, wow, that's a good pull. Uh, so Joker shows up at this like lone f- log cabin this from cabin Evil Dead. This cabin in the woods. Yep. And, uh, and when he arrives, he tells a joke and he's greeted by the Killing Joke Joker. So the not Killing Joke Joker perpetrated the Killing Joke recreation crime, except the Killing Joke Joker says... Uh, so the, I'm sorry. So the not killing joke Joker says, "You're wearing my shirt." Uh huh. The killing joke says, "You know, your shirt." Now who's taking credit for things they didn't do? So you're like, "Oh God, we don't even know which Joker we're looking at anymore." No, see, I took that as like they reckon. So like, I I took that as like John is playing with mm-hmm. like our like like concept of like what this is, mm-hmm. and that like. That is the Killing Joke Joker. Yeah. Um. And like they're making like they're like we're all the Joker though. So it's all our clothes. Right. 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 Like I, I except don't know. like if we were, then we wouldn't have three of us. <laughs> right. And it could just be too that like they maybe they both went. Yeah. Like maybe he just drove the truck. Mm. And like the Killing. No, he joke... opens the door for him. Well, yeah. Maybe he got here first. Oh. I don't know. I. I... I feel like one of like because this one did the 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 Killing Joke Joker supposedly killed. The comedian. Right. Maybe they're just mixing it up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it could be that they're it's like swapped. The, it's like that old, like, you know, trope, you know, and when, when superheroes fight someone who's like their analog. Yeah, yeah, you got you gotta, you gotta switch partners. Swap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But they do refer to the Golden Age Joker as like, hey, the he's boss. the boss. Yeah. Although one of them, I believe it's the Jason killing Joker, yeah. doesn't uh kind of cotton to it. No. I will say in the in the second reading, I noticed that they de- that each of them has different laughs. Yeah, that's something to that's something that should indicate who is who. And I, I would probably go back and see which, 
which jokers laugh right right, right. and how they laugh mm-hmm. to maybe give you an indication as to which one is which uh but you know anyway <laughs> so batman decides to team up with jason and barbara and uh I also like that that scene of Batman apologizing to the the EMT. Yeah, in in the ambulance, right? It's just like, sorry, this happened. Yeah, I'm sorry for my like errant son. Yeah, who... but I I kind of dig that because for me that line put me like right in, like in the men- like the mental space of like Batman is like takes responsibility of the Bat family yes. in this universe, and he's just like and like it could indicate what you were talking about earlier on that like. Their scars are kind of his own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Right. So, they got their chemicals, they committed their crimes, and then they ask the other Joker mm-hmm. uh, what they're doing. Like, what what's next? Yeah. And the, uh, the, the clown Joker says, what we always do, try to make a better Joker. Yeah. As if to say that this is their M.O. Right? This is what they do. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. That... that these are all experiments by Joker Prime to make a better Joker. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> right? Like, I, I have no idea what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would Joker want to make a better Joker? Why wouldn't he make a lot of Jokers? Why is each one... Why are the two Jokers that we have already so not very distinct from each other mm-hmm. you know like one is the jason killing joker one's the barber killing or paralyzing joker but really when you look at them they were both drawn by jim aparo <laughs> at some point or another and like so they both had the crazy jaws and so i don't know like what what are you saying i know we're going to find out right right the, 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 this is the moment this is the moment in the book where they're like here's the here's the oh my god holy shit moment i think that that's for them they were like this is it i didn't think that was the oh my god holy shit moment i know that i know the one you're thinking of that is that is the true holy shit moment no it is i but i would also say like if, if you were looking for the evidence of like where three jokers is going in that oh my god moment i don't think it's when you see him i think it's when the other one opens the door because mm. it's like oh yeah but like, this it, is also the line where he says like what they're doing yeah it, it drops the plan but i mean like if you have two jokers already they had to come from somewhere so for me i was like oh right the third joker yeah, yeah sure and i've seen all the variants and they're gonna make another one but that's the thing is that for me i'm like oh they're gonna make another i don't give a shit but like i'm like that's just that's just what joker does like joker like wants to use his toxin on others he knows it's gonna kill them but he's still making them into like uh, a cracked mirror version of themselves which is what he is is that what he's doing do you think like that the reason why joker kills people using his toxin and making them smile is his attempt at making a better Joker every single time? I don't think so. I think he knows that like it takes a specific style of person to become that and to survive it. Mm-hmm. I think he just, you know, that's just part. Like it's like he's driven. It's right. Just, like it, there's like something that compels him. I don't know. So like that didn't really shock me. I was like, oh okay. Neither did I. See, so that's the thing for me. I also was not shocked, but I was also like, okay. Like I did not have that moment. I was not like yes, but. They said that they're setting up a casting call and to make the Joker have better meaning. Right. And so the other two Jokers identify themselves. Uh, okay. And so they go and do that. Well, they, they flip a coin because he's like, he's like, we got, we got two jobs we can do. And I'll, yep. like, I'll flip a coin. And they both call the same thing. Right. Which is like that hive mind and or like cloning style. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We're going to find out. We'll yeah. find out eventually like why... 
that means something. Yeah. Unless so then, the Joker just always calls heads. Right. But Joker Prime basically just says, okay, well, you're coming with me. Well, just keep that in the back of your head just in case. Yeah. You know, I'll flip you for it. I'll flip you for it. Heads. Uh, so we go to the aquarium, which is very gothic. The, the aquarium scene here, it looks like a water treatment plant from Tim Burton's Nightmares. Like, it is deliberate, I think. It's supposed to make you think of, like, Batman 89. There's a lot of Batman 89 Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, but sure. they go to the aquarium, and uh, this is where we get, like, the big moments of, of the issue. Yeah. Uh, Jason makes a reference to the seats. Is there anything in there you want to talk about? Not really. Okay. The The one thing that Johns wants to make really clear is that he's upgrading and changing Batman's suit. Yeah. Uh, that was a moment that stood out for me only because I've never seen it before, except with Nightfall. And I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of neat. Okay. It made me think of Spider-Man's... Belt buckle. Yeah. Yeah. Batman has a miniature bat signal on his chest. His chest emblem can also be a light. Uh, by the way, also really cool... That we get the silver disc or the the yellow disc behind. The I know back. you're a big fan. I am a big fan. You're a big, I like seeing that. Big fan of the yellow disc. Yep. And uh, John's. I get. I think that in this situation, he's like, I'm bringing back the yellow disc. He needs it. I'm not doing it because I'm a stickler for for older stuff and it, making an it's homage. His light. It's his light. And Jason uh-huh. even makes fun of it. Her, yeah. her, her. But I think it's just like, no, I just wanted to have the yellow disc yeah. in there. But this is one of those pages where it's like a great example of a page that reads well digital. Yeah. Because, like, you see the disc. You see it lit up. You realize you're in the aquarium. Immediately you're thinking of Joker fish. Yep. And, like, it leads you to that point of actually seeing the Joker fish. Yes. I was like, that that's really nicely done. And more, to remind you of, like, even if it... I, I've, I've read the detective comic story with the laughing fish and with the shark. It's pretty cool. But it is not... I, when they were making it, I don't think that they thought it was going to be a seminal Joker story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it is one of the most, like, iconic Joker crimes committed. And so I think they want you to think about the time that Batman fought a shark because of the Joker. Sure. In this case, we change it and pervert it by making the shark actually... St- susceptible to the joker toxin yeah originally joker just makes joker fish but he chooses the shark because the shark already has a grin right so in this case we actually give him joker face i I don't know it was just we're doing that we're just hitting on those things but that that, for me i was like okay that is a seminal joker story if you've read it it's fine yeah like it's a pretty cool joker story it has classic batman creators on it but at the end of the day I don't think they were trying to tell like a seminal Joker story. So I'm kind of like, get ready for superficiality in this story because it's not as hard hitting as it could be. They're like, Whoa, Joker fish. And it's like, yeah, but if you actually read it, like it's fine. Like it's but, like, it is like the Joker fish itself in, in of its own creation mm-hmm. is, is an icon. And yes. like, so much so that it translated into the animated series. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Where I think it's actually done into better effects. Uh, yeah. Um, but I feel like John's. I get. I give him a pass for using the Joker. Fish. Right. No. I, I totally I give him get a pass. why he does. Yeah. But I think for me, it's like an indication that says you can look deeper, but don't start looking for clues. I would say you can look deeper, but maybe not for this Joker. Right. Like, don't look. Don't try well, to why identify. Why do I get to the Killing Joke one? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like. 
Yeah, don't get don't don't use this as the indication that it's a clue for which Joker's which. Mm. Uh, Gaggy shows up, which is again like a character from the '60s. Yeah, which I uh, love that Batman knows who it is. Oh, he's like, like, oh, Gaggy, right? And James like, Child's like, are you shitting me? <laughs> and I like that too because it is like because it's funny because yes, there are three Jokers. They've been around for the entire career. There's only been one Batman. Yeah, Batman would remember. The other two would not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen Jason's helmet work the way it does, by the way. Like a knight's helmet. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, cool idea. Cool. If I haven't, if if it has been there, I apologize. But like, if it hasn't, brilliant. Uh, so yeah, they fight Gaggy and his yep. and his bad guys. The bad guys all have name tags, which indicate Bow Piff Bam. Yep. Which is already referenced because the title of the uh, psychiatrist's yeah. book. Bang and... I, and Pow. Pow, yeah. And both of them are yep. 1966. Maybe those are indications. Is is this the 60s Joker <laughs> that we're dealing with? Because Batman even says after they defeat him, or rather a shark defeats him, uh, he's like, oh, he hasn't used Gaggy in a long time. Why would he use Gaggy? Right. Right. Uh, but they... The, if, good fight sequence. Uh, yeah. But, uh, essentially, Gaggy is eaten by a shark. Yes. Well, because, like, everyone's firing. Everyone's like, firing like, bullets. bullets. Are and I'm like, that shark's coming out of the tank. Well, we, we have the sh- shark. You don't put the a shark. Coming out of the, tank. the shark came out of the tank in the original one, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Gaggy gets eaten in a spectacular <laughs> sequence. Again, Faybach. Holy crap. It really crap. is amazing. Like, it, it, in its, like, grotesqueness yes. and beauty. Yep. It's just so well rendered. And just, bye, Gaggy. We hardly knew ye. Thanks yeah. for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming out. Uh, so yeah there might be a shark in the chicken coop but there's a gaggy in the shark <laughs> <laughs> but then joker just shows up and throws laughing fish piranhas at them i love that he has a fishbowl of them because it's like that's not how fish would live but fine like well he just grabbed them and threw them in there and then <laughs> ran uh but he throws them at them and then is immediately taken down yep yeah he's he's completely ineffectual yeah de- deconstructed in like six panels well i mean he beat a child yeah not a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he, he yeah, uh, even in, in, in the, in A Death in the Family, Batman doesn't actually fight the Joker. Right. He, Jason is killed. He then becomes the UN ambassador to Iran. And uh, then they try to escape and Joker's shot by his own men. <laughs> and then Batman just leaves him in the helicopter to die. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Joker's also, his visage uh, fluctuates throughout this issue. Like, the Joker that drove the truck yeah. is supposed to be this Joker, but has different fa- facial proportions between this Joker and that Joker. Even from him driving the truck to getting dressed for this job, his facial structure kind of changes. And I don't know if that's because... He's like, oh, no, I'm affecting this joke. I, I don't know why that is. Yeah, that could be, I mean, that could be something intentional or it could just be, it's a lot. To, it, it's just a lot. It's a lot to draw. It took a long time, but great looking stuff in yes. the sequence. But basically they take down Joker, Joker's defeated. And then Batman's like, okay, I got to go deal with the other Joker. Uh, because the other thing that Batman does not indicate, because Jason finds out about the other Joker and then Batman's like, why aren't you sharing information? We need to pool our resources. Yeah. No point does Batman say, one time I rode the Mobius chair and it told me that there were three Jokers. I've been working on this three Joker thing for like a while. That is straight up Batman's MO. I though. know. Like, but he... like we made a point of saying that like Batman's like, why aren't we sharing our information? And then he doesn't indicate like, I already know there are three Jokers. 
You know, we're talking about Joker impersonators, but Batman knows definitively that there are three of them. Yeah, but maybe he didn't believe it or he thought it was like some interpretation of it. And now mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, that's a literal three Jokers. Yeah. Okay. Um, crap. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Barbara and Jason are left babysitting this Joker while uh, Batman goes to investigate. This was such a classic setup for what does not happen. Yeah. Like, I was what like... Was your, what were you thinking was going to happen? He was going to get the upper hand. Of course. And he was going to take Jason. Like, that's just like... What we would expect. Yes. And what I kind of was hoping for. <laughs> but instead, uh, we just indicate, like, this is this is not who we think it is. And that there are three Joker... Again, we get the three Joker cards. And yeah. And three different Jokers. Right, but we also get, like, some classic Joker weapons. So you got we the, do. We got the sharp... The razor-sharp cards. We have the acid Boutonier. dripping... Boutonier. which we saw in the... Oh, saw, in, the, in the trophy case. We saw all of the things except, that are used in this. Except the gun. No, the, the gun is in here, I think. He's got the bang gun? Yeah, I thought I saw the bang gun being used in this. But I, maybe, I, maybe it was in promo art or something. Right. But, uh... By the way, only one, like out of the cards, only one of them is the throwing card. Yeah, yeah So yeah. he has all three Jokers. Like he's supposed, he is, th- this Joker is a walking body of evidence mm-hmm. for Batman to investigate. It's like, I have three different cards. I have two different MOs. Yeah. Yep. So, but, but then he basically goads Jason into trying to kill him. Yeah. And this is where we get some of that retconning yeah a little or bit. not or not or whatever but uh but joker essentially tries to bait jason by saying like oh man like that's you like he doesn't not recognize him he immediately recognizes him and he says like you know he and he, and he he digs his choice of mantle yeah you know he says like oh you're the red hood and jason's like and i love that john says that jason's like oh i took it and owned it yeah and it's like because that's everyone's de- like depiction of Jason. That's yeah. everyone's interpretation of Jason. Anybody who's a big Red Hood fan goes like, I love Red Hood because he took the thing that killed him and he owned it. And it's like, that's Jason saying it. He is being the avatar for Red Hood fans. And Joker immediately just takes that down and deconstructs it and is like, here's why that's messed up. Yeah. And proceeds to tell him or regale us with a story about what happened in A Death in the Family, which I don't buy. And I don't buy because we've had three years to develop this story. Uh, clearly, this was written three years ago. But you've had three years to fix it mm-hmm. if you didn't read A Death in the Family and thought, nah, it doesn't really work. Or to have a line in there to fix it or yeah. to change it. But I think it's I think the, the, the adherence to Killing Joke and the fast and looseness of A Death in the Family is their way of saying... It's a, it's a clue. Okay, sure. I mean, like... You know what's funny is like, and I mentioned this to you, there are elements to this that work in a continuity that doesn't exist in comics. Right. Um, and that's like from the Arkham Knights continuity where yes. it's like, you know, you know, Jason decided he was going to kill the Joker and so he went after him. He turns off his comms and the Joker just took him and put him in a secret wing at Arkham and just tortured him. Right. And just tortured him and turned him against him. And I was like... That's where this happened. That actually, yeah, that actually tracks better <laughs> than what J- Joker says in here. Yeah, because Joker, but oh, that doesn't happen, and in, in, like that's not where it's coming comic. from. No, but uh, no, Joker says I bashed his skull in and killed him. No, you didn't. You bashed his head in, and you you bashed his face and his head and his body, and then you blew him with a bomb. He then says, and then Batman arrested me like you're doing now and brought me to Arkham. No, he didn't. No, I- actually, Batman didn't get there until after Jason was dead. And he doesn't face Batman again until he gets to the UN. Right. 
and there and there's no bones about that. No, I will say the thing, the one thing you can argue is that like I bash the boy's skull in could be one statement, and right. I killed this absolutely. Robin. Oh, I, I grant you could that could be a totally different statement. Like I blew him up, right? Or like listen, bomb or crowbar, that kid died. Yep. But he says <laughs> he arrested him. Really, a phone call killed him. But that's, no, that's true. You killed him, actually, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen out there. But uh, he says, you crawled from the shallow grave I left you in. No, he didn't leave him in a shallow grave. He didn't even stick around. Yeah. He beat him. And then he said, ooh, yeah, actually, Batman might be pissed that I beat that I killed his partner. I better get out of here before Batman shows up. Right, right. And then he leaves them and locks them in the in the little cabin to blow up. Hmm. It was a cabin in Ethiopia and a cabin that they're dwelling in. Anyway, but he says, you crawled out of there and maybe I left you like that to become, uh, you know, to be my Robin because of what you said to me. Where you, you know, because if I, if I kill you, I can't hurt you anymore. Yeah. And, and I can't hurt him. And I can't hurt him as a result because I don't care about you. It's always been about him. This shot makes him look like the killing joke joker. Anyway, uh, so he he basically just goads him and says like, and retcons another line where he says that basically like he goes, when I was beating you, you said, please stop. If you let me live, I'll do anything you say. I'll be your Robin. That one I'll grant you yeah, because I, we cut away. Yeah, we could. That could have happened. He could have said sure. that at any point. Yeah. But he says that and then says. And basically, now you're the Red Hood, and you shoot up bad guys, you go against his code, and you drive him crazy. You've you've always been my Robin. You yeah. are my Robin. Yeah. By the way, I love that image of the Joker laughing. Yes. Like, uh, it's just... That sequence of Joker to Red Hood to the iconic Mike Mignola-drawn cover of the death of Robin. Yeah. Great sequence. Yeah, I, I just love that image, though. I don't know why. I was very taken with it. That's funny, because we get a lot of shots of Joker laughing. Yep, but this one, like, this stuck one with stu- me. This one stuck with you. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if it's the subject that he's laughing about. I don't know. I just was like, wow. I don't know. Nicely done. But yeah. But again, by the way, red motif. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'll have to check the, the the laughter, by the way, of a death in the family. Oh, scene. sure. I mean, like, because it could, it says it could just know. be that he's the other one, and he's just getting the facts wrong, but Jason doesn't really... He doesn't really... It, it clearly affects him. Right. He doesn't deny it. And the Robin thing, fine. I guess everything else he wouldn't know. Like, he wouldn't know if the shallow grave thing was correct. Right. I was just... Yeah, when I woke up, I was actually in a coffin because Superboy punched reality. So... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And, and Barbara may not know either. Barbara wasn't even close to there. But it's not like... I mean, so. like, she could have asked and, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, like, she doesn't have all the facts. So it could indicate that this is a different Joker portraying this yeah. Joker. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Barbara has tried to stop Jason from from doing anything with his gun. She actually, we have this like slow sequence of events where Jason is like thinking about killing him. Barbara throws the batarang, hits the gun, but it isn't enough. And Jason blows the Joker's brains out. Right, which is like... That's the holy shit, oh my God That's moment. the, like, I was like, wait, you said we were going to have three Jokers? Yeah, and that <laughs> moment for me, like, this is supposed to be... An, oh my God, we just killed the Joker. We killed a Joker. One of the Jokers yeah, you that you- you always ma- wanted to see it, right? Yeah, you've always wanted to see it. Here it is. And it's happening in a main story. For me, I was, that was not a holy shit, oh my God, this is an amazing moment. For me, I was like, oh. And it was because I was like, you got the details wrong. He did this. 
And also, this was about three Jokers. I've only just met this Joker. Yeah, well, that's when I was like, how is he going to come back? Right. Or maybe he won't. He I, probably won't because of how know. much attention is given to this panel. Like, this panel is... Because it's not just the panel, it's the whole page. He falls. Yeah. While, like, still rigor mortis smiling. Yeah, it's on, it, it is spectacular. It is a spectacular portrayal of death, but is it earned? Right. For me, I don't think it is because I because it's making me ask questions and it's not making me immersed in the I moment. I think I think you can't judge that particular moment until we get the issue next two or three. I, yeah, I, I think that will determine whether or not that moment was earned. I agree, uh, but for now, yeah, maybe they're maybe they're th- they're writing for the trade. Like, no, 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 this moment's gonna blow your mind when you're done. <laughs> for now, it's just kind of like. Yeah, that's cool. Like if I if you like cool art and you have always wanted to see the Joker die, then you're like, "Yes." But if you're like engrossed in the story and you like Batman, you're kind of like, "What?" I was kind of somewhere in between there because I do like cool art and I do like to see the Joker die. Yeah. But I was also in in the midst of the story, so I was just like, "Wow." I was more like but the name of the book. <laughs> but it's about three Jokers, though. Which, I mean, like, listen. Listen, you got three Jokers. They're not all going to make it. Right. Or... It's 100 Floors of Fright. It's not all going to be winners. <laughs> I, I honestly do believe that, like, maybe we killed this one. We're not killing two other ones. And we will have made another Joker. So yeah, there will there always will be, be three, three jokers. jokers. Yeah. I mean, like, or... it, it could just be that, like, you need to deal with Jason. Because, like, the fact is, like, Jason... Right. Is a... Is, is a... Is a... Is a hot you know mess yeah. of a person yeah exactly and, but then of course joker or jason sows the seeds of doubt by he says i hope that's the right one yeah but of course he doesn't know there's three jokers he's referring to the joker imposters where he's like i hope that this was the joke i hope that what who batman's chasing down isn't the real joker right i hope i killed the right one for me i mean he could maybe batman did share with him maybe by the way we also get the uh the jason todd robin tunic is incorporated into the suit again another change to his costume yeah, again kind of cool though i like it yeah good yeah. use of that yeah and he can keep the branding because it's still an r right no i like that <laughs> uh so speculation time okay oh I... unless you wanted unless you have any final thoughts about the issue itself like about this sequence or anything else because i like that it fades to black also again you know, this is a comic book. It's written for the trade. It's written for the hardcover. It's written to be completed. Yeah. But guided view digital, it just goes to black. It's actually really cool. It's a really it. I I don't like to sell digital too much. I read no. it myself, but like you know what, it does allow no. itself for a cool moment. Listen, I like the printed material. I like to see some of these like comics printed because there's something beautiful about it when yes. it's done well, yeah. especially with the the black label stuff. I love that. That said, I like the cinematic experience you get with the the guided view because literally, like, I'm that person who like glances. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. You're like oh. swiping through, and then you're like, oh, it's over. Well, no, no. I mean, like, when I read a physical, like, I'm the guy, I'm the person who's like, oh yeah, oh. you can't not. Oh. I always, yeah, my my eyes always go, Frunk, and I'm and my brain has completely filled in what that image is. So yeah, I'm like, damn it, I spoil it for myself. Yep, yep. Which is why the page turn is a great device. But yep. yeah, anyway. As a kid, though, I remember being like, I remember thinking, like, because I had, like, if it's like, if it's like a double page and then, like, the spoilers on this page, you know, I'm like, oh, like, I looked over here. It forced me to then appreciate the page I've spoiled for myself. So, like, when I do get to that page, like, when I'm actually reading it, not just going like, Ugh, yeah, I would then go, 
Okay, I know what happens in here, but let's really absorb it. Yeah, okay. Gave me a, a greater appreciation yeah, for what yeah. it is. Before we get into speculation, I do want to address some of the Super Chats, because we did get a bunch of them. Oh, well, thank you, guys. Um, so we're going to get into those, and then we're going to get into our speculation about what's what's to come and what this means. Um, uh, sorry, I'm just catching Oh, bam. Up. Here we go. Uh, Fast Snorlax says, "Do you do you guys know if we have if we have to read all those? Oh, we did that. We already. did that one. Uh, Tardis Man eighty five. My sister's been into X Men. We did that one. Alex R. Just a thought, but it sounds like Apocalypse is going to magically enact some other mutants to become Omega level. We did that one too. Sorry. I think you're going the wrong way. Am I? No. Nope, nope, nope. You're good. Sorry. Uh, uh, here we go. Kevin Kruger, I uh, I got another idea for GBU villains that villains that have other books that have books like Joker from the seventies, like Doctor Doom, Red Lanterns. Thank you, hope you all are good. We are Kevin. Thank you very much. Good suggestion. Yeah, like um, you know. Yeah. Like hey, look look at look at look their at the humble beginning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Algy Try with two thumbs up. Thank you very much. Uh, man, we said Jeff Johns a lot. We never really did the hefty I Jeff Johns. I didn't really say his full name. No, that's it. What it I is. said Johns. That's right. So uh, Duckade. Uh, hey guys, love the bat talk. Since joining the population, I've gotten two full runs in my bookshelf and wow. almost done the new Fifty Two Batman and Robin sale. Suggest nice. Very welcome nice. to the channel. Welcome. Thank you so much, man. I'm so glad we were able to sell some comics. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Stephen Price, uh, Bat Jason, and Barbara are essentially scars. Yeah, yeah, they are scars for Batman. And they have their own, like, yes. because they're people. Uh, John, uh, just some guy with a mustache. Uh, wait, if Joker is here and he's over there, then who's driving the truck? <laughs> That's probably what Batman's thinking. No, that would be such a Joker thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. If you're over there, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Black Hole, uh, hey guys, just wanted to say the comp pop has become a regular and consistent source of joy for me. Thanks for all the great work. Thank you, Black well, thank Hole. Thank you so much. Thanks for saying so. Uh, Lawrence Perry, can't watch at work, but I want to support. Red Hood stole the book for me and pissed me the hell off. Keep helping comics, you too. Thank you very much, Lawrence. Well, thank you very and much. And we'll see you on the repeat. Yeah, hi. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, Red Hood, Red Hood really stood out for me. I don't really like Red Hood. I like his use in this, especially because of the, the, the thematic use of him. If he's going to come back, he better be important to a big Joker story. Yeah, 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 for sure. Kevbot1995, can't stay, but I've excitedly been waiting for you to review this. Uh, love the issue, despite what it is all... Despite what it is at this point, which is sort of meaningless overall, excited yet nervous to see where it all leads. So I... I'm of the mind that even if it's not in continuity, some of our favorite books are something that is outside of continuity. Or was supposed to be. Yeah, like a standalone issue or a standalone story, like a, like a trade of some kind or a graphic novel. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it just informs you for the type of characters you're looking for. Yeah. Um, or the types of stories you're looking for. So even if no one picks this up and runs with it, that doesn't mean like years it from now... It makes the story worse. It doesn't make the story worse. And also it doesn't mean that years from now someone else won't like a make a nod to it that's true uh storm king you guys are awesome do you think this story will read differently in trade versus individual issues uh be well and stay safe you too storm king thank you very much yes yeah I, absolutely i'm getting that indication for sure anytime you have something that is like straight up a mystery which we this have is. here we definitely have batman being a detective mm -hmm. you know like you know pulling out all the stuff trying to figure out solve this crime solve this mystery what's going on with it I, it does tend to often read better in a trade just because you're keeping up yeah. with Batman. <laughs> right. We're <laughs> uh, trying to. It's true. Um, where were we? Uh, just some guy with a mustache. Oh, yeah. I should also mention Clear Throat. I'm coming for your crown, Thani. Slowly but surely, the race begins. <laughs> <laughs> no arms races here. No, folks. please. No, but no, no, I, no, we no, do. But, but thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for supporting us. We do appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dylan Graham, thanks for the great content, Sound Tiffany. Thank you, well, Dylan, for thanks, being here and yeah. hanging out with us and absorbing it. We do appreciate it. 
Uh, Joshua Link, I maintain this theory should have been called Crisis on Infinite Jokers. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how many Jokers we get out of this thing. Uh, Saud Althani, what do you think is the most overhyped thing in comics right now? Probably this, uh, but at the same time, if it's done with care, and like I think it is, it's not overhyped because like it's cool and it's like delivering I, a solid product. I do think though that because of its hype, for some people it will it, feel like that because it may not have been a book you're originally interested in, but you feel like you had to be a part of this moment in time. Yes. And so for them, I think it might end up feeling yeah. overhyped. And by the end of this, we might say that as well. Totally. But we don't know. No. I would also submit for an alternative title for this. Mm -hmm. uh, comedy comes in threes. Oh, comedy comes in threes. Good call. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, just some guy with a mustache. He made the Joker toxin work on piranhas. He made death of the thousand smiles finally work. Exactly. Like that. That's a uh, mad love reference for all you uh, yeah. eagle-eared Batman fans. Uh, Saud says uh, he may not remember because of trauma too. It's true. That is, yeah, that's actually that's a good yeah, point. He might, uh, yeah, maybe he's filling in. Maybe Joker is filling in artificial gaps in Jason's memory, and Jason's <laughs> like, "That's what happened to me," ah, and kills him that way. Right. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know if Johns and Fabok want to give us that much like dimensionality to Jason's trauma. I I'm kind of worried about that. I don't know because like. It he, they do like focus on like the head scar. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, it gets its own panel. Yep. So that's fair. Uh, Just for me, Tube says it's definitely a great looking book and fantastic, but it doesn't work anywhere. Also, I hope they don't kill a Joker every issue. <laughs> right. Well, don't forget it is a black label, so it doesn't have to live anywhere. Yeah. If they don't want it to. Exactly. Um, but like, don't read it for informing your continuity. Read it because you're engaged in the story. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you think Tim Drake is the next to be Jokerized? No. No, I don't. I don't think Tim Drake will be a Joker. Uh, and Alex Cash, with some cash. Thank you very much, Alex, and thank you for yeah. supporting us all these years. Uh, I am going to be sending you, you a box you. along with three other members of our Patreon. I've got the boxes ready to go. Nice. I uh, just got to send them out. I'm sorry it's taking so long. Uh, so, yeah, uh, speculation time. Uh, I think Jason Todd's going to be a Joker at the end of this series. Really? Yep. I think Johns has no reverence for the Red Hood era. Wow. Well, and I, I think mean, he's just like, no. That would be interesting if he does kill the one that killed him, that he would then take the role and like just keep down the path that like he, like the Joker tells him he was doing anyway. Like you become a Robin and then you're just going to become basically me. Yeah. Like you, like you thought you might become Batman. Yeah. You became, you, no, you're, <laughs> you're me instead. You'll be his greatest renemesis. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I think that Johns is like me when they first resurrected Red Hood, where I'm like, if you're going to, bring back Jason Todd, you should kill the Joker and get him out of here because you can't have w both of them running around. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they could, if in the next issue, um, which I don't, I don't know if John is going to do this or John's going to do this in a formula, like a formulaic way where it's like, now we'll deal with Barbara's Joker. Yes. Cause then you could also think that like, they could be queuing that up too. Oh, absolutely. It'll be, it'll be Gordon. It'll be the Gordon who guffaws again. No, we've already had that and it sucks. <laughs> also, I think here's the thing. What if Barbara's a Joker too? Like, what if there are three Jokers at the end? It's Golden Age Joker, yeah. Jason, and Barbara. Right. And they're like, female Joker. There she Screw is. Screw Harley Quinn. Like. And punchline. Yeah, and punchline. I was like, Slapshot? No. <laughs> That's hockey. Yeah, I know. I don't know why my brain went to that. Yeah. Um, Maybe. I, I don't know. Again, if it's completely out of continuity. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, or not. Or it was supposed to lead into the 5G continuity. Yeah. 
And then, like, you'd take them off the table anyway. Well, except, no, because Johns was architecting Rebirth. Right. So, and, But if you're playing 4D chess with, like, inside baseball, it's like, oh, God. Because John set up Rebirth. Rebirth was came out of Dark Side War. Mm-hmm. He set three Jokers up before Rebirth. Rebirth was clearly the next, like, iteration of the DC Universe. 5G was Didio post John's leaving DC. Yeah. So definitely this was not written for 5G. So I think John's is like, no, I'm getting rid of characters who shouldn't be here. It's like what Nick Spencer's doing with DiMatteo stories in Spider-Man, where it's like, no, Barbara should not have been uncrippled. And I'm going to teach you that by jokering her. Jason should not have been resurrected. So I'm going to teach you that by jokering him. Like, because Johns is one of those people who's like, I like the things I like. Barry Allen is the Flash. See? Get out of here, Wally. Yeah, no, that's... Superman's origin is the one I remember. Superman's secret origin. Oh, Birthright? Get the hell out of my way. Boom. Here's the origin. It's the one I like. The Legion of Superheroes? Yeah, no. I have a... I'm gonna bring them back. Boom, here you go. Like, I think that all of those are Jeff Johns responding to what he believes should be the status quo. So then if we're going to deal with Barbara, then that would indicate that either we're not going to see her as Batgirl when they do. Right. Or that the Joker knows who Batgirl is. Absolutely. There's no way he doesn't know who she is. Okay. Well, also... Well, if that's good, maybe he'll reverse it. He'll shoot Gordon. Right. Jim. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, because she's Gordon. Because in the Joker War story with the Batgirl tie-in, she breaks the chip that makes her not paralyzed anymore. Uh But the writer of that story was not invited to the Bat Summit meeting where they decided Joker War anyway, so it's not in continuity. So the writer of Batgirl may have inadvertently taken the thunder from this story which was already supposed to have come out three years ago anyway. Right. So, you know, people being like, no, they won't unparalyze Batgirl or unfix well, Batgirl they, because they already did that just now. They may not do it in main continuity, but they might do it in this. And like, yeah. that's the exciting thing about it. Like, if you consider it like, and you're not worried about continuity, if you're not worried about if it is or it isn't, yeah. that opens the door up to a whole bunch of possibilities of where Johns could take this story. Yeah. And I like that. I, I, You know, at the end of the day, if it turns out to be like, you know, by the numbers and like it could easily fit into continuity, fine. Right. Jason but- and Barbara are sad. And at the end of it, they have like a personal triumph where they feel like they've conquered their inner demons. Yes, then that's okay too. Okay. But it's like- I'm okay I, with that. I like this ability to speculate. Yes. And like consider the fact that like, Almost anything could happen. Right. And that's kind of the exciting part about reading it right now. It is. It's also the danger of the Joker in a way. Yes. Because it, it, with anything the Joker, can anything happen. can happen. Anything yeah. that anything can happen and usually it's something you haven't thought of. Right. I mean, not us, the reader, because we kind of have the inside track on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at times, yeah, the, the writer can surprise us with what they'll do next. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on what the MO is. If the MO is literally to just make another joker maybe they're looking for the candidate in terms of the bat family and they want batman right yeah and then it's john saying like scott (laughs) (laughs) hang on yeah slow your roll it's like you know bermeo let me show you we can draw this too tom king hang on i can do something about trauma as well and scott here is the batman who laughs yeah yeah i got a batman who laughs for you (laughs) but or it could be like He's trying to make us think of some things and then not going that way. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. I legitimately don't know, but like, 
I think the second issue is going to really help to uh, inform this first one and also just a lot of people's opinions about the series. True. Also, which Joker was in Doomsday Clock? It looks like the one who was killed in this issue. That could be. Anyway, uh, so those are some speculations. Uh, really quick, uh, Cam Sense is just dropping by to say hi, and I'll catch you on the, on the video on demand. Thank hi. you very much, Cam. Thanks uh, for your support. A hi later on, too. Yeah, that's right. Hey, hey on the repeat. And just for me, too, was this written to be in continuity? I can't tell. Uh, no. It was written to be a story that was already in continuity. Like, Dark Side War set this up, and I think that because of Johns' architecture for DC Rebirth, it was meant to be in continuity for the Rebirth saga and fit in with Doomsday Clock. But I think Doomsday Clock was supposed to end differently to undo what happened in this so that each story that he put out, DC Universe Rebirth, Doomsday Clock, Three Jokers, and anything after that was going to be kind of like a... It was in continuity and it set all these crazy things up, but we then had a reboot. And so all those stories are just evergreen, like hardcovers you can get at a bookstore. So, like, we can make Barbara and Jason into Jokers because at the end of the story of Doomsday Clock, they're not anymore. Mm. But it's also just a crazy story. I mean, like, the fact that Red Hood is even in this. Yeah. And, like, it says to me it was meant to in some way be in continuity because if you're going to tell a Batman story out of continuity, you just don't use Red Hood. Yeah, no, but you are telling a Joker story. And not that I'm saying that Johns is trying to write a seminal Joker right. story, but if you are going to deal with three different Jokers mm -hmm. and you're going to deal with like what Joker has done to Batman's life, then yes. you do kind of have because to... Because he did kill Jason yeah, Todd, you but do not all the time. Him. Because sometimes Jason Todd didn't exist in certain continuities. Right, right. It really depends on like what you're using. What's your template? Yeah, but if you're Johns and, and like maybe you do take the death of Jason Todd as like a seminal, seminal for, moment for Batman, then you do want to address this. Yes. So it's, I, I think my advice would be to not think of it in continuity. I would think I of it that as for, a... like, for now. And then, like, if... Who like, knows? If later on it turns out it is, if by the end of this whole, like, series we're like, okay, yeah, it is, then, like, then you have the opportunity to reread it with that knowledge and then see if it still works. Yeah, because... I would just read it. Because I've been... Re I've reread it now twice and I will do it again. Like, it's, it has that rereadability. Yeah. Uh, so... There you go. Uh, before we jump out, uh, we're going to also recommend some books that are coming out this week with you should pick up, sure. of course, uh, because DC Day is tomorrow, and then New Comic Book Day is Wednesday. A lot of stuff coming out. Of course, Batman 98, yep. which has the Joker War. Have you not had enough Joker yet? Because here's a Joker. Which Joker's this? Don't think about it. No, I, I wouldn't think <laughs> about it. Straight up, don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is Batman 98 from James Tynion IV with art by Jorge Jimenez. It's great looking, uh, and it's fun. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this story. And I don't, I just don't think of it in terms of Joker, uh, Three Jokers. Yeah, and this is clearly like the Harley punchline, like, Second, rematch. Like, rematch. I, I really don't like when, like, they put dialogue on the cover anymore. I don't either. I really don't. We didn't need her saying, like, you're getting a knockout. Right, like, but that said, like, you know, if a lot of people, like, treat Harley as, like, a fourth wall breaking sort of character at times. Yes. At times. Not quite maybe not quite the Deadpool level no. of, of doing that, but it fits for her character kind of. Mm -hmm. I just would like to see the art. Yeah. But yeah. it does kind of fit for her character. Mm -hmm. uh, New Mutants number 12 from Hickman and Brisson is uh, coming out. I'm going to retry this series. Uh, the cover's fun looking. Mm -hmm. So I just want to see it. Yeah, why not? 
uh, Deceased Dead Planet number three comes out. Finally. Uh, can't wait for that. Oh. Tom Taylor and Trevor Hairseen. This is like the true sequel to Deceased. Nice. So it's not the side quests and all the other things. Uh, the side quests. You gotta a, complete them all. Yeah. There. By the way, an issue came out like last week. I I haven't read it yet. So we didn't we, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. I gotta tell you, the New Mutants that you just had up. Yeah. The one below, which was the next one. Yeah. Said something about, uh, it's a Ten of Swords thing. Yes. So like, that'll lead you right into that. And so yep. like, if you're on the road to that, I don't know if this is necessary. I don't know. I not. think, yeah. No, this is just a... Oh, but this I, says it's going to be continued from Hellions, which is a book I've been reading. So. Yes. I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, why not? Uh, and Black Widow number one is coming out because a movie called Black Widow is, should have been out by now. Yep. And it's written by Kelly Thompson nice. with art by Elena Cas Grande, who did uh, a Catwoman book nice. back in the day. And I think Casa Grande's art with Kelly Thompson with Black Widow, it's a number one. It's neat. Uh, I think it's worth checking out. Yeah, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I'm gonna, so we're I both going to check it out. I got my hot take here for you. I don't like the cover. I hate it. I know it's Adam Hughes. It's trying know, to do something. And I know a lot of people really dig Adam Hughes. I just don't think this it's, is successful. It's just not very. It's just not very successful. It's, it's not, not even. It's not not strong. All. It's just not very successful. Like I, I just don't care for this cover. No, it, it's it's a bit of a mess. Like I, I don't know what, I I I don't know. It's like the it's like the cover designer designed it before they knew they were getting Adam Hughes art, and then they got this art and they had to put it on the cover. They're like, place. "Oh no, that's not gonna fit." Oh well. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's just don't let that sway you. Don't I guess. judge the book by its cover. Oh. <laughs> For me, I'm gonna be uh, recommending Strange Adventures number five by uh, Tom King with art by Mitch Jarrods and Evan Shaner. This series is sick. I, it's so dope. It's so dope. I can't wait for more Mr. Terrific Solving Crimes. Oh my God. I just kind of want that book. Yep. Mr. Terrific Solving Crimes. <laughs> yeah. And being terrific. Like, so... That could be a hundred issue ongoing for Tom King. Just Mr. Terrific? Just do a Mr. Terrific mystery series. No, he does his best work when he's limited. No, you're right. Limited. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, other than that, I'm going to recommend Die Number 13 for, for my Kieran Gill and Stephanie Hans fans out there. Die Number 13 is coming out. That's all I'm going to say. If you're picking it up, you 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 know. You know what it's about. And if you haven't already, you can always go back and grab that first volume to jump in on this um D D dark Jumanji crazy political real ramifications in the real world and the fantasy world style story. Yep. Um, I'm going to also recommend Alien, the original screenplay number two. I read the first one. Yep. I, I am Literally, I just want to see where this is going because, like, it's so interesting to, like, get, like, to be reading something that you know the final product of, but, like, it's almost like peering into an alternate reality. Yes, that's exactly what and, it is. And, like, that's a cool experience. Yep. So I just want to recommend that. If you want that type of experience, go grab the Alien original screenplay if you're an Alien fan. This is also the last Alien book probably coming out ever from Dark Horse. Sure. So you yeah, may yeah. want to check it out. Yeah, it's got some sweet Walt Simonson covers. Um, I want two more recommends one definitely recommend i don't know anything about this book at all i just want to recommend it based on the writer um not that i know their work either but uh inkblot number one is coming out from image um it's gonna be an ongoing series but it's written by emma cuber um and she's a dc editor yeah but she's also a third generation comic artist yes um and so like i just thought that was sweet so if you like i don't know if you have that sort of nostalgia for the cuberts i just want to put this on your radar so this is a hard one for me. And I don't know 
what to do about it and if I re- want to recommend it or not. Yeah. But there might be something else I want to recommend over it. And I, 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 I think I need you to, to search it for me while I'm talking sure. about this. Um, you, do you know what I'm talking about? The, like, yeah, the trade. Hellblazer Rise and Fall number one is going to be coming out. It's written by Tom Taylor. It is an obvious, like, read for me. That said, we're still getting this Hellblazer book, right? However, Simon Spurrier's Hellblazer book has been not extended. Um, And a lot of folk who haven't been reading that book are saying, yeah, but Tom Taylor's putting out a Hellblazer book. So isn't that good enough? And it's like, I get, if you're a Hellblazer fan, you're like, sure, I'll just, maybe you're just like, I'll just want Hellblazer. I don't care where I get it. Right. If you were a fan of Cy Spurrier's story, story, you're not going to get that story from this. No. And as much as I love Bermejo drawing Constantine on the covers, <laughs> freaking amazing, right? Yep. Um, so I'm going to put that on your radar as well. I'm going to recommend, though, that you pick up Hellblazer Volume 1 Marks of Woe by Cy Spurrier. Because that's the only way to get to DC and tell them that we want the story to keep going. Well, yeah. There are a couple of ways you could tell DC, but this is the strongest because yeah. it is about money, which is the only reason why they canceled the book in the first place. Yep. Uh, the other way to do it, by the way, is to uh, sign the petition. There's a petition that Cy Spurrier himself has endorsed, yep. which uh, shows DC that people are there. But it doesn't really speak volumes the same way that buying the book speaks volumes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, Spurrier himself has been very vocal about this series and yeah. how much he loves it. It meant, it meant a lot so to you. him. And like, and I really like, this is like, it's one of my, like when I see that that's coming out, it's a good week for me. Like, yeah. I really like, as much as I love all the other books that I'm reading, like I really do. But like this one, like I, I take a minute and I really like look through it and, and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to put that out there. So if yeah. you hear the Hellblazer is coming out and then you still hear me complaining about how the other one's canceled, they're two separate books. Right. This is, One's Tom Taylor, one's Cy Spurrier. Yes. I, I feel like Taylor has the potential to tell a, a good Hellblazer book. But sure. I also feel like Johnny has enough room for two books. I, I agree. I agree. And like it could just be that they're like, yeah, but Tom Taylor's like a golden boy right now. That's right. Uh, I will also say, by the way, just as an aside, I read uh, Alien 3, the... Uh, oh, yeah, the one I thought I was reading. Yeah, yeah, the crazy, uh, <laughs> like the, I don't remember who the hell wrote it, but it was like, uh, it was the adaptation of like the a different draft. William Golden, maybe, I don't remember. But uh, it's an alternate, rea- it's another alternate reality story where it's like, mm-hmm. here's the movie we could have gotten. It was fine. It was certainly better than Alien 3. Yeah. But it was also like super boring and a little weird. Right. I want to address a comment I see in the chat sure, yeah. about how, like, apparently, according to someone in the chat, there's no way to get to DC by buying Hellblazer. Right. I'm sorry to say that, that I think that's incorrect because what we're, the point of the campaign that Simon Spurrier has put out there is to buy the trade of it because the hope is that DC would let him continue a story in graphic like, novels. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, and, and it would make sense to release. If, you're, if your book sells over 10,000 copies, it should be a digital series because it's a moneymaker. Yeah, it literally, he, he just wants people to show that there is interest in, like, even in the collected works because he'd be happy to write stories like that. So yeah. I just want to put that out there. That's it. That's it. And that's literally from Simon Spurrier. Right. So. So those are our recommendations for this week. We think you should check them out. Uh, and, of course, we'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. But if you, mm-hmm. haven't, if, if you haven't gotten enough 
so much more on this channel. You can check us check us out tomorrow on uh, Elseworlds Exchange. Yeah. If you're gonna be around, we're gonna do that episode. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I think I felt. I work. think you are, but we'll but yeah. see. I think you you might have an hour. I probably have an hour. Uh, but we'll see. A special bonus episode. Well, not bonus. It's a special episode of Elseworlds that might have you a on it. A very special episode of Elseworlds. Yeah, really neat. It's a lot of fun. But uh, aside from that, of course, you can check out back issues and more. Uh, go to youtube.com slash here. Subscribe. It helps out. Click the bell for notifications to let you know. A lot of people, I think there was like 17% of subscribers don't have notifications on. <gasps> so you have no idea when things go live. It's a, it's, a, it's a miracle we have as many people as we do in the chat every week. Hooray! So if you are, you know, of a mind, you may want to at least turn the notifications on for us. I promise we will not inundate you with videos. We don't do it every day. Uh, but even when we do, it's one video. You know, it's one little push notification. And at the very least, you'll know when we're out. Mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise, that's it. I, I can't uh, stress it enough. We do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you to our Super Chatters for supporting and sponsoring today's episode. Yes. And of course, if you want more, uh, every day Tiffany uh, is tweeting on at the real zoobs. And of course, you play video games on twitch.tv slash comic pop. Uh, we, we didn't do it yesterday. We didn't do it yesterday. And, and I, I didn't even tweet. So like literally, that's two lies so in one sentence. Two lies. But... Uh, be sure to follow Tiffany at out the rail zoobs or go to twitch.tv slash comic pop to watch you play on Tuesdays and Sundays mm -hmm. uh, where you're playing right now Ghost of Tsushima but Avengers is coming out like real soon oh yeah mm. so you gotta beat that that you can't beat it I haven't even gotten off the first part of the island okay it's, it's, I, I, well, we'll have to, it I, I don't know what we're gonna do but yeah, I'm just gonna switch over we're, we'll just and I'm just gonna alternate. keep playing it I'm just gonna keep yeah playing just keep playing that game personally we'll see and on my own go to twitch.tv slash comic pop to follow cost nothing to follow there's subscribing things but you can make that decision when you're there yeah uh, no, but come yeah on over. twice it's a week September I don't know what that means and I'm not prepared no we're not in any way prepared but uh, check that out and of course follow mm -hmm. Tiffany at, at the real zoobs and follow me at Sal says what if you're of a mind uh, otherwise we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode thanks a lot for hanging out also you oh know, yeah good i i mean like i think everybody already you know has, we've talked about it we've tweeted about it um you know whatever but like you know of, of course oh yeah we are very very sad to hear about the passing of chadwick boseman like not only like as like a character actor that we all well, not character actor but a character that we've all come to like know love and and you know miss yes at, like now um but as a person and a human and, um, you know, someone... And an advocate. Like a an, person who... An advocate, like, you know, someone, like, who was able to put a voice uh, yeah. for, for many who don't feel represented. But also a person who faced something head-on as terrifying as cancer. Yeah. And said, you know what? Like, I may not have as much time and I'm going to do everything I can with what I have. And if... If nothing else, even if you weren't a, a fan of, of like MCU movies or whatever, just take that lesson with you, no matter what, and uh, he'll live on forever. That's true. So that's it. Just wanted to point that out there that like I don't want to ignore that that happened because that was shocking. I think to everyone, it was shocking. absolutely. He was too young, and the fact that his, he kept his illness private. Yeah. Not only was it successful, like was he successful in in being able to keep that a secret? Yeah. But uh, he was able to be something for everyone and maintain his privacy. Yeah, and, and also he knew that he earned the, the opportunities he got and, like, wasn't handed them because he was ill. That's right. Like, yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. So thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week. So long, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>